everyone. Welcome to the Horse.com's Ask the Vet Live. I'm your host, Michelle Anderson, Digital Managing Editor of Horse.com. Tonight's Ask the Vet Live is The Amazing Equine Eye, and it is brought to you by Exclusively Equine. We are joined tonight by our expert, Dr. Amber LaBelle, who is a board-certified veterinary ophthalmologist from the University of Illinois. And so welcome, Dr. LaBelle. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I really appreciate it. Now, can you explain to our audience a little bit about what it means to be a board-certified veterinary ophthalmologist? You betcha. So I'm going to preface it with saying I have the coolest job in the world, but to get to be a veterinary ophthalmologist is kind of a lot of work. So first of all, you got to go to four years of undergraduate and get your bachelor's degree, and then four years of veterinary school, so you graduate with your DVM. Then after that, most people who ultimately become veterinary ophthalmologists complete a one-year internship and a three- to four-year residency program where you get advanced training specializing just in ophthalmology. Now, that training covers all species. So all board-certified ophthalmologists are licensed to work on all species. If you have a particular interest in horses like I do, then you tend to get trained in programs that have an equine-type emphasis. So all veterinary ophthalmologists can work on all species, but not all veterinary ophthalmologists choose to work on horses or have special expertise in horses. And so where did your interest in horses come from? So I grew up as a three-day eventer in Phoenix, Arizona. And when I decided to go to veterinary school, I knew that I wanted to work on horses. And one of the reasons that I really like working on horse eyes is because horse vision is really, really important. We ask our horses to do really visually demanding tasks like cut out a cow from the herd or jump over a five-foot fence or make very precise sort of movements navigating between narrow gates on a trail course. And those all require the horse to have excellent vision. When somebody's 10-pound toy poodle Fluffy loses vision, the owner's sad, I'm sad, but Fluffy's fine. Fluffy, the 10-pound poodle, still has a great quality of life and can be a great companion pet to that owner, even with very poor vision. When your 1,200-pound warm blood goes suddenly blind. You've got a very large animal that could be very, very dangerous to itself, dangerous to the people around them. So I I think there's just so much more on the line with horse vision because of the kind of things we ask them to do, because of their size. You know, they need to be able to see, and I really enjoy that challenge. I think keeping horses' eyes healthy and keeping their vision healthy is a really important job of veterinary ophthalmologists and veterinarians, and I really enjoy stepping up to that challenge. And we receive some really great questions, I and mean, we receive great questions every month, but, you know, a lot of the questions that came in are so important because it's about the the welfare of the horse long-term. You know, is my horse going to be able to... Um, keep going without his vision? Can I keep riding him? Is it safe for me as as the person working with the horse that can't see? So I we've gone through and we've combed through the questions, um, narrowed it down. I want to let everyone know that we've kind of separated them into different subjects. We're going to start with questions about 
about vision. Um, really great questions about how our horses see the world. Uh, then we're going to go into injuries and emergencies. Uh, we're going to then go into some disease and condition questions. And then finally, we have some miscellaneous questions that didn't quite fit in those categories that we're going to try to get to. Um, so Dr. LaBelle, are, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. Anyone who's listening, if you have follow-up questions that you want to send in or or a question um, on your mind, you can go ahead and enter that in your console as you're listening. Our news editor, Erica Larson, is reading as, those as they come in and forwarding them to me. And if we get a chance, we'll go ahead and ask Dr. LaBelle some of those as well. So I'm going to start with uh, a question um, about vision. And this came in from Rose in Tennessee. And Rose asked, does a horse see in color or a horse is colorblind? And I have another question from Carly in Ohio who also asked if horses can see in colors. And if so, what colors can they see? Do we know, Dr. LaBelle? This is such a good place to start. So one thing we got to get straight at the beginning of this discussion we're having tonight One of the hardest parts of my job is trying to figure out what my patients see. I'll tell you, if I could speak horse, my job would be so much easier. Because the truth is, it's really hard to know exactly what a horse sees because we can't ask them what they see. You know, they can't read the eye chart. You know, when you go to the doctor and, you know, your ophthalmologist puts that funny thing on your face and they say, you know, is the first one better or the second one better? You know, can you read the bottom line on the eye chart? We can't do those things with our horse patients. So what we're left with instead is examining the structures of their eyes and making some inferences about what kind of vision we think they have based on the anatomy they have and also some behavioral studies that have been done and what we know about the function of the inside of the horse eye. So I'm glad that we're starting talking about vision because the truth is we don't know a lot about horse vision, but we do know that, yes, horses can see in color. So the cells inside of your eye that are responsible for transmitting light energy from light photons into electrical energy that is perceived by your brain as vision are these cells in your retina. The retina is at the very, very back of the eye. And there's two populations of cells where this sort of magic of transforming light energy into electricity happens. Those two types of cells are called rods and cones. Most of us learned about those in elementary school science class. Now, your rods are the ones that are responsible for nighttime vision. Cones are responsible for your daytime and your color vision. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. So people have three different kinds of cones. So you and me, Michelle, we've got three different kinds of cones, a red-green cone and a blue cone. So red, green, and blue. Horses only have two kinds of cones. And based on looking at the anatomy of those cones, it seems like it's maybe a red-green type of cone, or, yeah, a red-green type of cone and a blue cone. So horses probably don't see the same spectrum of color that we do. They probably can see some blues. They can probably see some yellows. Um, Some people have made an analogy between a human with red-green color blindness and horses, because horses don't have the same kind of red-green cones that people have. So they see some color. It's probably not the same spectrum of color that humans can see, 
but they definitely don't just have black and white vision. It's not like watching TV in the 50s. They can definitely see some colors. Well, I'm glad you said blue because I am convinced my horses see blue tarps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got to wonder sometimes if those colors are really catching their eye or if it's the flapping or it's the noise that they're making. You know, sometimes it's hard to know exactly. Exactly what's catching their attention there. Yeah. Uh, Our next question is from Darlene, and she's in Illinois, and she uh, wants to know how do you test a horse's eyesight, and do spooky horses have poor eyesight? And I have a spooky one that I would like to ask this question. How does he (laughs) see the world? You mentioned they can't look at a chart and read it. How how can we tell if our horses are having trouble seeing? Yeah, that's a great question. So. As a veterinary ophthalmologist, things I do during my exam to assess vision include things like moving my hand quickly towards the eye and looking for the horse to blink or move away in response. That's called a menace response. That's a learned response. So you may notice that little tiny baby foals that are less than a month old don't show that menace response because they got to live in the world for a while and learn that, gosh, when something comes at your head, you need to blink or move your head away from it. Um, so a menace response is one way to start assessing vision. Um, the other thing that we'll do sometimes is maze testing. So we'll actually, in our clinic, construct a little maze. Um, objects on the ground that the horse has to step over, like large poles, large trash cans the horse would have to navigate around. So certainly that's something a horse owner could do at home as well. If you're going to set up any kind of maze for your horse to navigate through, please, please be safe and careful about that. Make sure your horse can't, you know, get out the barn and gallop on down to the highway. You know, make sure you don't set a rake with the pointy side up that your horse is going to step on. You know, be sensible about the objects that you place within that maze. Um, Other things that we can do in the clinic include assessing the function of the retina. So we talked a few minutes ago that the cells in the retina are the ones that take light information from the outside world and transform that into electricity that's then processed as a visual signal by the brain. So we can actually measure the response of those cells to light, and that does give us some indication of whether the eye is doing its job transforming light energy into an actual visual signal. The other thing that we can do is test horses for refractive error. So when you and I go to the eye doctor and our doctor tells us what our prescription is, so let's say your doctor tells you 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 need glasses that are minus four diopters, the way that they know what kind of glasses you need to correct your vision is because they tested your refractive error, which means how far off from perfectly normal you are. We can do that in horses as well. The good news is studies looking at refractive error in large populations of horses have shown that most horses are pretty close to normal. So it's unlikely that the reason your horse is spooking is because he's got refractive error and needs glasses or contacts. Thank goodness, since those would probably be hard to keep on. But like I said in my comments before, you know, assessing what the horse can see can oftentimes be a real challenge. And we definitely rely on perceptions of the owners and stories that owners tell us about how their horses act at home. A classic example would be an Appaloosa horse with a disease called congenital stationary night blindness. Horses with that disease cannot see in the dark. They lack the 
cell processing that they need to be able to have night vision. And owners will frequently bring us young Appaloosas and tell us, gosh, you know, this is a great little colt to work with during the day. He's fantastic. He'll do anything I ask him to do, but I can't get him out of the barn at night unless I turn all the lights in the paddock and around the paddock on. He seems like he can't see in the dark. So certainly the owner's perception of what's happening with those eyes and their perception of performance at home is a, is a really important clue to what's going on with the horse. Now, is night blindness different than moon blindness in Appaloosas? Oh, you betcha. So moon blindness is another term for equine recurrent uveitis. And I know that we've got a couple of questions coming on that down the road. Uh, congenital Stationary night blindness is an entirely different disease. It's a genetic disease where the cells that process light information in dim lighting conditions, so those rods, don't function normally. Whereas moon blindness or equine recurrent uveitis is an autoimmune disease where the immune system attacks the inside of the horse's eye. Well, thank you for explaining both of those, because I know that can be really confusing, especially since it both happen frequently in Appaloosas. Um, Our next question is from Tony in Pennsylvania, and Tony wants to know, because of the shape of a horse's eye, is a horse's vision more like that of a fish lens, like you would have maybe on a camera, or is it panoramic? Um, She says, uh, I know they can't see straight ahead, but I was wondering how how they see out of each eye. Can you, do we know? We we do know a little bit because we can look at the angle of their field of view and there are some ways to actually be able to test that objectively. So it's not quite like a fish eye lens. It is probably more panoramic. One of the cool things about horses is that their eyes are essentially on the side of their head and a horse can see almost, not quite, but almost 360 degrees around themselves. There's a a few degrees right smack in front of the horse and right smack behind the horse where they have blind spots because that's where their visual field from their left eye and their right eye don't overlap. And so there's this little tiny blind spot. So remember that thing they taught you in Pony Club about how you're never supposed to walk straight up behind a horse because they can't see you? That really is true. But you got to get pretty close to them, and you got to be pretty much right behind their tail before you get into that blind spot. And I learned that. Really... Oh, sorry, <laughs> I was going to say I learned that in 4-H. <laughs> <laughs> you betcha. Doesn't matter how you learn it; it's a good lesson for all horse people to learn, right? Yes, for sure. Um, and I'm sorry I interrupted you. Did you have something else that you wanted to add? Well, I think. I think Tony's got it right. Panoramic is probably the right word. Certainly their visual field is going to look very different to them than what our visual field looks to us as humans, because most of our vision, we have our two eyes overlapping and a a relatively narrow visual field. For example, people can't see very much behind them. Whereas horses, because their eyes are placed on the side of their head they can see quite far behind them. So I think panoramic is probably a great word to describe their vision. We have a question, Dr. LaBelle, that's come in from our live audience. Uh, Carol is listening in New York, and she is asking if you would comment on the amount of depth perception a horse has and whether or not that can be assessed. Sure. So depth perception is a function of 
binocular vision. Binocular meaning vision from both eyes. So like I was just saying about people, you know, people have quite a lot of binocular vision because our eyes are placed in the front of our head and the visual field of each eye overlaps quite a bit. So there's quite a wide range or a, a wide field that's binocular. That's different in the horse. They have a much narrower binocular field. Because of that, their depth perception is likely different than a human's. Um, and they may, in fact, have less depth perception, but clearly they can use other visual clues other than just that binocular overlap. Anybody who's ever watched a horse go out and jump around a Grand Prix course cannot deny that horses have some really excellent depth perception. And Dr. Lillibell, I have a question about horses spooking at shadows or kind of looking at shadows on the ground or light spots on the ground. Do we know why horses tend to react to that. <laughs> that is such a good question, Michelle. And the truth is, we don't know why that is. There is, to my knowledge, no anatomic or physiologic reason why a horse would look at a shadow on the ground and think, oh gosh, that shadow might eat me. Mm -hmm. Depending on the lighting conditions, um, it could be that the, that sort of change in light on the ground creates the illusion of the horse of a hole in the ground. And, you know, with those long four spindly legs and running around on one toe, horses know they need to be careful with their legs. But I, I wish I had a better answer for that one. <laughs> okay. Well, I have one more question in our vis vision section before we need to move on so we can cover some of these injuries and diseases. Um, and this question is from Brian in Sacramento, California. And Brian wants to know if horses can see well enough at night for a nighttime trail ride. Do you recommend? Ooh, that's, a, that's a great question. You betcha. Horses can definitely see at night. And this goes back to what we talked about um, at the beginning of this section, that two population of cells in the back of the eye, the rods and the cones. Horses have quite a lot of rods in their retina, so they should have pretty good night vision. And in general, horses probably have more rods in their retina than people have. So horses probably see better than people most of the time in the dark. So if it's light enough for you to be able to walk around comfortably, it's probably fine to ride your horse. And maybe on a snowy night, it's okay to take them out for a, a snowy trail ride? As long as you dress really warmly, <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> we have some of those pretty uh, moonlit snowy evenings uh, here where I'm located in Oregon, and, and it's a really pretty time to go for a trail ride. Oh, um, that sounds lovely. <laughs> we're going to move on to our injury section. Our first question is from Stella in Texas. And Stella says that she recently had a 19-year-old Arab mare that had an ulcerated eye. Fortunately, she treated it and it healed. She asks, though, for you to give us the clinical signs to look for when we're looking at our horse's eyes every day and what kind of clues the horse might give us that, that they have a serious eye injury. Well, I'm glad this fellow's horse's eye got better because scratches on the surface of the eye can be really serious stuff. So the thing about eyes is they're kind of a one-trick pony, if you pardon that real bad pun. <laughs> eyes can only respond to a wide variety of diseases and insults in a relatively limited number of ways. They can get squinty, they can get cloudy, they can look kind of red, 
and they can have ocular discharge. Those four things, those four clinical signs in combination pretty much describe almost every ocular disease on the planet. So the good news is it's a limited number of things that you as a horse owner need to be watching your horse for. If your horse is squinting, other words that people may use to describe squinting include blinking or the eyelids looking droopy or the horse just not opening the eye fully. So that kind of squinting behavior. If the surface of the eye looks cloudy rather than looking glossy and clear, if the white of the eye looks red, or if you're noticing increased discharge. Other, thing, other terms people may use to describe discharge from the eye include mattering of the eyes, tearing of the eyes, or my personal favorite, eye boogers. <laughs> so those four things are what you need to be looking for, Stella. Anytime your horse is squinting, her eye looks cloudy, her eye looks red, or she's having more discharge, those are the things that you need to be calling your veterinarian about. Our next question is from Grace in Ontario, and Grace would like to know what the steps are for an eye emergency. What are the steps an owner should take when there is an eye emergency, especially if you're not near a vet or (laughs) Sorry about that. Well, the thing is, eye injuries can be no big deal or incredibly fragile and possibly devastating to the eye. So the single very best thing you can do is to keep the horse calm, keep yourself calm, and call a veterinarian as soon as possible. We have this saying in the veterinary world, you should never let the sun set on a colic or on an eye injury because both of those things can be potential life or eye threatening type emergencies. So I would not recommend rinsing out the eye. I don't recommend putting any medication in the horse's eye. The very, very best thing you can do is keep that horse as calm as you can. Remember to keep yourself as calm as you can and call a veterinarian. A veterinarian needs to examine a horse with an eye problem that same day. And what if you go out and you see your horse and there's something stuck in the eye, like maybe they were rubbing on a tree. I may be speaking from experience. Um, <laughs> if there, if there's a sliver in the eye, is that something that you should pull out or is that something you need to leave in place until you get your bed out? Definitely don't pull it out. That's a great question. If you notice there's foreign material in the eye, particularly something sharp like a stick or a branch, don't pull it out because it could be that whatever that object is breaks off and now it's going to be even harder to get out of the eye for your veterinarian or it could actually cause more damage to the structures inside of the eye. So if you notice that your horse has got something stuck in his eye, again, keep him as calm as possible. Call your veterinarian. Don't don't be pulling sticks out of your horse's eye. <laughs> okay. And so you've we, got to tell me, did this happen to you? Did your horse get a stick in his eye? Well, she rubbed her eye um, on a juniper and had debris in the eye. She actually didn't have a stick stuck in her eye, but oh, she had, goodness. yeah, she had a, a, a pretty uh, significant uh, ulceration to her eye and they're hard to treat too. <laughs> that yeah, was, I, I yeah. bet. Yep. 
and it, it was a full-time commitment basically between my husband and me coming home from work every couple hours to take care of her eye. Fortunately, I have a good husband that was willing to help with that, um, but lots of work to take care of her uh, after that happened. Um, our next question is from Sandy in California, and Sandy has a horse that she says is very enthusiastic about his dust baths, and occasionally he will end up with grains of sand in his eyes after he's been rolling. She wants to know how she should manage this? Um, should she try to rinse them out? If she does rinse them out, what should she rinse them with? She said she's concerned about him scratching his cornea um, because of blinking with sand in there. Are there any problems or any, should she be worried about the sand in her horse's eyes? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, horses have been rolling in sand for a long, long, long time, and most of them are smart enough to figure out they need to close their eyes when they do it. So I would say for the average horse, it's probably not a problem for them to be out there rolling in the sand. And even if they get up and they've got dust all over their face, they're going to blink a couple of times. They're going to shake themselves off and they're going to be fine. So, you know, nobody needs to wrap their horse up in bubble wrap and not let them roll in the sand anymore. You know, if you do bring a horse in from the paddock that's got a really dirty, dusty face and you notice they seem to have some sand on their eyelids, you can always just gently wipe that away with a damp cloth. If you were going to rinse out their eye using some eye wash that you can buy over the counter at, you know, whatever drugstore you have in your area would be the thing to use. Don't use tap water. Tap water um, actually burns when you get it in your eye. That's why you don't stand with your eyes open when you're in the shower looking at the water. Um, So eye wash is specifically made and is the right sort of pH balance to rinse out the eye. But most horses, I think, are going to be smart enough to close their eyes, so you're probably not going to have to worry about it too much. You can also put a fly mask on them to help, especially if you live in a really dusty place, to help kind of decrease some of that debris around them. Um, we're now going to move into our diseases and conditions section of the conversation. And our first question is actually from our news editor, Erica, um, our audience may be familiar with her uh, old horse blog and Erica really likes her senior horses. And she has a question about her old guy at home. She has an 18 year old thoroughbred and uh, he's regularly visited by, by her vet. They've had no signs of decrease in vision, but she's noticed in the past year that his irises have gotten a few specks on them and the, the color might even be a little bit lighter than the rest of the brown iris. His eyes appear healthy otherwise, and he's clear and bright, and he doesn't have any drainage. Is this part of the aging process? Is it something that she should have checked out um, more closely or by a specialist, or is it just something that has to do with him getting older? Do you know this horse, Michelle? Do you know if he's chestnut? He is not chestnut. He's a bay. He's a bay. Okay. Mm -hmm. The reason I ask that is because it seems like chestnut-coated horses have some really cool normal variation in the color of their irises. And so I was curious if this was one of those interestingly eye-colored chestnut horses. Uh, This could certainly be an aging change, especially in the absence of any other clinical signs of eye disease. Um, 
And if he's one of those lighter bay, ready bay kind of horses that had light irises to begin with, this may just be his normal aging response. So no, it doesn't sound like that's anything I'd be really worried about, which is good news for Erica. Okay. I mean, she's listening, so I'm, I'm sure she's glad to hear that. Um, our next question is from Marty in Florida, and Marty's in Winter Haven, Florida. I'm thinking that it probably is a haven in Florida <laughs> this time of year. Um and Marty says, I have a 34-year-old Arabian that developed a, um, an eye ulcer and is now blind. The eye frequently gets puffy and has some drainage. I usually put some Neosporin ointment in it. Is this a good practice or is there something else I should be using? And so I've seen other people put Neosporin in, in their horse's eyes. Is this um, something that we should be using as an ointment? Great question. Neosporin is a great ointment for skin wounds, but it's not a great thing to put in the eye. The skin formulation of Neosporin has some preservatives in it that aren't necessarily healthy for the surface of the eye. So I wouldn't recommend the use of skin Neosporin for use in the eye. But probably the more important point here is when your horse is having an eye problem, your horse needs to be examined by a veterinarian. And even the most well-intentioned owner can potentially make an eye condition worse by putting inappropriate medication in the eye. So you never, ever, ever, ever want to put medication in a horse's eye unless you've been directed to do so by a veterinarian. Okay. Our next question is from Linda in Michigan, and Linda says that she had to put her Appaloosa gelding down three years ago after he went blind in both eyes from ERU. She wants to know if there have been any advances with the disease. So we've already mentioned this earlier in our discussion, um, but is there any new information for those who are dealing with moon blindness in their horses? Well, first of all, Linda, if you're out there listening, I'm so sorry that you lost your horse. Equine recurrent uveitis is just such a bad, frustrating disease, and and I'm sorry that it got your friend. So equine recurrent uveitis is an immune-mediated disease, which means the immune system, rather than defending the horse from outside invaders like bacteria and viruses, inappropriately attacks the sensitive tissues of the eye, causing damage to those eye tissues and ultimately leading to blindness. And the most exciting new advancement coming down the pipeline for equine recurrent uveitis is a surgical procedure. And that surgical procedure involves implanting little tiny plastic discs. They're about as big as my pinky fingernail, actually underneath the white part, the sclera of the horse's eye. And those little plastic discs are impregnated with a drug called cyclosporin. Some people are familiar with cyclosporin because it's a medication used pretty commonly in human medicine for prevention of organ rejection after organ transplantation. Cyclosporin is an immune modulating medication, meaning it affects how the immune system functions. And these little cyclosporin impregnated discs can be surgically implanted in eyes that have equine recurrent uveitis. And that cyclosporin medication helps to sort of calm down the immune system. It helps prevent it from continuing to attack the inside of the horse's eye. So that's probably the most exciting technology that we've got at our disposal right now for equine recurrent uveitis. That surgical procedure is performed by 
many veterinary ophthalmologists across the country. Uh, the cost of that surgery range depends on the practice, but it ranges, generally speaking, from $1,000 to $2,000. That is much less expensive than colic surgery, thank goodness, and it has a really excellent long-term success rate in reducing the severity, the frequency, and the long-term blinding complications of equine recurrent uveitis. We have a question that's come in from our live audience. Um, Mary is in Madison, Wisconsin, and Mary says that she has a horse who has Cushing's and the horse has one runny eye. She said the eye is not cloudy and there's no sign of pus, but the secretion becomes crusty on his face. Could this be related to, uh, and it's a mare, her uh, Cushing's disease, or could she need to have her tear ducts flushed, or could it be related to something else? Great question, Mary. It's unlikely that that is related to Cushing's disease directly, and so the best thing would be for your horse to get a complete eye exam, make sure there's no other reason for the horse to be tearing, like something painful that's making her eye tear in response to irritation. Although certainly a clogged tear duct is one reason that tears might run onto the face, there are other reasons that might happen as well. And so before we jump to flushing tear ducts, we always like to make sure there's nothing else wrong with the eye first. But it's unlikely that that is just a function of the Cushing's disease. Okay. We have a question from Alicia in Canada. And Alicia said that she has an Appy Welsh pony that has sensitive skin around his eyes and that they always seem kind of goopy. So in the summer, insects like to go to those goopy eyes and irritate them. Uh, and he also tends to get sunburn around his eyes. She said she's tried fly sprays and equine sunscreens as well as a UV protective fly mask, which he gets off when he rolls. <laughs> so of she course. Wants, <laughs> yeah, of course. She's um, said that nothing seems to help. Do you have any tips for her? Gosh, he's an appy, so you know he's got to be really smart and really clever about getting that fly mask off in his panic day boy vet. Um, one is to try a fly mask, try a couple of different kinds of fly masks because some of them have a different fit than others. Some of them have different kinds of Velcro tabs on them. So I would be persistent in trying different kinds of fly masks. I really like a fly mask made by um, Guardian. Uh, I think their website is like guardianmasks.com. And they make, I think, the most potent UV blocking fly mask out there. The bad thing about them is they're a little bit unattractive. They have these very large circles around the horse's eye and they tend to kind of end up looking like <laughs> a giant insect themselves. Um, but they tend to stay on pretty well. So maybe that'll work better for her clever pony. The other thing to think about is, you know, if he's getting sunburned during the day and seems really irritated is, you know, can we change this pony's schedule? Maybe he needs to go out at night and stay in the barn during the day instead especially for horses that have a lot of pink skin around their eyes. You know, we know that those horses are more likely to get a type of skin cancer called squamous cell carcinoma. And so minimizing their exposure to a lot of UV light by turning them out early morning, late evening, trying to keep them out of the midday sun when UV light is most direct may be really advantageous for Alicia and for other horses like that. 
And we've talked about the Appaloosas. Are there any other breeds of horses that may benefit from wearing a fly mask to protect the, their eyes? Any any horse that's got pink skin around its eye. So, I mean, mostly we're looking at your Appies, your paints, and you know, the really colored Luke Cremellos, you know, but anybody who's got pink, pink eyelid skin is at more at risk for the skin cancer, squamous cell carcinoma and minimizing those horses exposure to UV light, particularly with a fly mask, I think is really, really smart and probably the easiest thing you can do to minimize your horse's risk for that kind of skin cancer. And the squamous cell carcinoma um, is a good Uh, segue into our next question, which is from Pamela, who is listening in live tonight, and she's in Ontario, and she said that she she has an 18 to 20-year-old mare who has eye cancer that went a long time with no treatment. She says her vet has said that the mare will be with them for maybe another three or more four months. Have you seen a horse live with eye cancer, and would it make her develop other health, health problems such as seizures? That's a great question. So the most common kind of cancer around a horse's eye is squamous cell carcinoma. And that particular kind of cancer tends to spread around the eye and around the head. It doesn't tend to just metastasize or spread to other organs. So it would have to be a really severe, really invasive case to cause neurologic signs or to cause seizures. However, I have seen that happen in my career. The other type of skin cancer that horses can get around their eye is something called a sarcoid, which they can get on skin and other parts of their body as well. And that doesn't tend to be quite as invasive into the skull as squamous cell carcinoma. And so that would be really unlikely to be associated with seizures. But horses can certainly live short-term with those sorts of cancers, but ultimately, you know, cancer destroys normal tissue, and that tissue destruction is really painful for the horse. So there are lots of things we can do to help make sure we're giving those horses a good quality of life for the time that they have, things like pain medication or surgery to help them be more comfortable, even if we can't affect a permanent cure for their disease. Our next question is from Rose in New York, and Rose Rose wants to know what is the absolute best way to apply medication to the eye and in a way that is least likely to make the horse resent you for it. (laughs) (laughs) So the best way to get medication in a horse's eye is whatever way gets the medication into the horse's eye. (laughs) And luckily, there's lots of different ways to do that, just the way there are lots of different horses out there There are lots of different techniques for administering medication. So regardless of how you actually put the medication inside the eye, I think the most important part is after you give the medication, the horse gets some kind of positive reinforcement, whether that's a pat on the neck, whether that's a scrub with their favorite curry comb or a favorite treat or singing a song, or whatever it is that your horse really likes, they need to get something positive as a reward for getting that medication. The more of an association you can make as an owner between 
medication and a positive response, the more likely your horse is to be able to tolerate that, especially if you have to keep doing it long term. When you're applying an ointment type of medication, I find the easiest technique is to rest my hand on the horse's cheek and apply just a rice grain size of that medication right to the surface of the eye using the outside corner of their eyelids to kind of catch the edge of the ointment, catch the edge of the tube. That seems to work best for cooperative horses. Horses that are less cooperative, sometimes owners will get rightfully worried that they might poke their horse in the eye with the end of that medication tube. So the other thing you can do is wash your hands so they're clean and they're dry and put that eye medication on the tip of your index finger. Make sure you've got short fingernails so you're not poking your horse in the eye with fingernail. And then you can just pull down their lower eyelid and apply that medication directly to the pink surface inside of their eyelid. Those are probably the two most popular techniques for applying an ointment type medication to a horse's eye. And then again, after they get the medication, they need to get something nice as positive reinforcement for standing there and taking it. Yeah. Our mare was so, so sweet and we gave her lots of carrots and that seemed to make it better. Um, but she got to where when she saw us approaching her, she would just clamp her eye shut. And so it was hard, <laughs> it was hard to tell that it was getting better because it was hard to really see it. I kind of had to sneak looks from the other paddocks with the other horses to get a good look at her eye. Um, yeah, she was... <laughs> She was traumatized. Horses are so smart, aren't they? They are. She knew you were coming for her. Yes. One other technique that we use, um, and we will actually send these home with owners as well, is a medication administration system called a subpalpebral lavage system. We call those SPLs for short. And a subpalpebral lavage is a very thin, flexible plastic tubing that we actually implant underneath the horse's eyelid. And that tubing runs up their head, across their pole, down their neck, and has a little injection port on the end. So you can actually inject the eye medication into the port near their neck. It runs up the tube, runs underneath their eyelid, and bathes the surface of the eye. And for, particularly for horses that have really painful eye disease or need medications very frequently, that can be a really effective, safe, and less uh, obtrusive to the horse way of being able to get medication into their eye. We have a question that's come in from our live audience. Julie's in Illinois, and she wants to know if horses with uh, ERU will always go blind in both of their eyes. That's a great question, Julie. ERU is Uh, bilateral, meaning affecting both eyes disease about half the time. So when a horse has ERU, about half the time it's only going to affect one eye and about half the time it's going to affect both eyes. Ultimately, untreated ERU does cause horses to go blind. It would be unlikely that a horse would live to the end of its natural life with ERU and not experience significant vision loss. It is actually the most common cause of vision loss in horses, but it doesn't always necessarily affect both eyes. Uh, We have a follow-up to Rose's question. Uh, She also wanted to know when your vet is doing a pre-purchase exam and they're looking in the the horse's eye, what is it that that they're looking for and what is it that they can see? 
So when your veterinarian is looking at your horse's eyes during pre-purchase exam, they are looking for normal anatomy and function of the eye. So are the eyelids free of any type of tumor or defect that could lead to a problem down the road? Is there any evidence of previous infection or previous scarring on the surface of the eye? Hopefully your veterinarian dilates the pupils and looks really carefully for a cataract. A cataract is an opacity within the lens inside the eye, and that can cause some significant vision loss, especially if it gets large. They look at the retina to look to see if there's any evidence of previous damage. And of course, they're looking for subtle signs of equine recurrent uveitis. You know, I think having a really good eye exam as part of your pre-purchase is probably one of the most important parts of the pre-purchase, but I admit I'm probably a little biased on that. (laughs) Um, We have a question from Lori in Ohio, and Lori says that in 2008, she adopted a 24-ish year old black Pertron mare whose eyes run almost constantly. She said her left eye has been swollen three to four times in the past year. She's had her vet look at the eyes, but there's no evidence of injury or anything in the eye. She said that they, she soaks it, she flushes it with saline, um, applies ointment that she got from her vet, and usually the eye will go back to normal within two to four days. She said there's no other health issues, the horse is in good weight, eats well. Do you have any ideas for, about what could be going on with that horse's eyes? Mm, you know, that sounds like a really frustrating situation to deal with that she's been coping with for a number of years now. I'll say for, and this is sort of a general comment to owners who have any kind of chronic condition, the best time to have your horse examined for the problem is when they are having abnormalities. So when your horse is looking normal, it can sometimes be more difficult to figure out what the cause of disease is. Whereas if the veterinarian gets to examine the horse when they're showing signs of disease, so in this case, the tearing, the swelling, that would be our best chance for being able to identify exactly what's wrong and be able to come up with a better treatment solution. You know, a horse that's got this kind of chronic disease may best be examined by a veterinary ophthalmologist, preferably when the horse is showing abnormalities. And it sounds like this would be a great one to go and actually see a specialist. Okay. Our next question is from Sarasha in Thailand, and she would like to know how to deal with immune-mediated keratitis in her horse. Um, She said that she uses a dexamethasone ointment or medicine. You'll have to Um, clarify that, um, Dr. LaBelle, you have the question in front of you. She said it's good for the horse, um, but she's found that the cornea is clouding and the black pigment is advancing to the central area. How should she treat this case? Mm. Well, I'm sorry that you're dealing with immune-mediated keratitis in your horse, Sarasheta, because we call that disease IMMK for short. And IMMK can be really frustrating to deal with. One of the things that makes it so frustrating is every horse seems to respond to different medication. You know, I've had patients that have the same kind of immune-mediated keratitis or IMMK who go through four or five different types of medication before we find one that really is effective for that particular horse. So I think this is one where you're going to have to work with your veterinarian on finding the right combination of 
medication or medications that's effective for your horse. Our next question is from Lori in Florida, and she said that her vet has told her that uh, they're watching her Appy's eye because it, she may be developing a tumor on the third eyelid. And Lori would like to know what is involved with removing it, and I'm not sure if she means the tumor or the third eyelid in itself, um, but then also what the after effects of that would be. You know, that is a question I had myself that actually inspired a research study that I did when I was a uh, professor at Ohio State University a couple of years ago. And in that study, we looked at horses that had their third eyelids removed because of cancer on the third eyelid. And in the study, it was horses that all had squamous cell carcinoma. The surgical procedure itself is actually pretty straightforward. Um, most veterinarians can do that procedure just with some standing sedation, so the horse does not have to go under general anesthesia. The third eyelid is excised, and it's possible the base of it might receive a few sutures. And in the study that we did, we looked at the long-term effects of removing that third eyelid. The third eyelid in a normal horse functions kind of like a windshield wiper. So it helps remove dust and debris from the surface of the eye. It helps smooth out tears across the surface of the eye. And it helps sort of act like a protective mechanism, sort of like, a, I don't know, warp shield around a spaceship, if you will. You know, kind of helps protect the surface of the eye that way. And what we found in our study is that horses that have had their third eyelids removed don't seem to have more eye disease down the road. They don't have more problems with scratching their eye or eye infections or those sorts of things. So removing the third eyelid can actually be a very effective way of treating squamous cell carcinoma that is just confined to the third eyelid. But if the, your horse has the third eyelid removed, it's very, very important that you continue to follow up with a veterinarian after that third eyelid is removed. Because if the cancer recurs, it tends to recur behind the eye rather than in the front of the eye where it's easy to detect. And that makes it much more difficult to treat. You know, I actually lost one of my very, very, very favorite patients of all time, a lovely, lovely gray horse named Shaker, to that complication. So I made it my personal mission to educate as many people as possible. Colleen, if you're out there listening tonight, I'm making good on my promise to you on that one. But if you have a horse's third eyelid removed, it's really important that they get follow-up with a veterinarian twice a year to check for any recurrence of that cancer. Okay. We have a question from Ron in Tucson, Arizona, and Ron says that he believes his horse has plugged tear ducts, and he wants to know if there's anything um, to fix that. He said that the horse has two lumps, one upper and lower in the corner of his eyes. Do you have any thoughts, hmm. Dr. LaBelle? Well, probably the most common procedure for dealing with plugged tear ducts is flushing the tear ducts. And luckily that's something, you know, almost every veterinarian is good at doing and can do with just a little bit of sedation. There are all kinds of advanced procedures we can do to help reconstruct tear ducts that have sustained permanent damage that don't flush anymore. But generally flushing the tear duct is where we start with those sort of things. Our next question is from Stephanie in Baltimore, and Stephanie would like to know more about uh, cataracts in horses' eyes. Is there a specific age where horses are more likely to start getting cataracts? 
That's a great question. So the most common cause of cataracts in horses is actually equine recurrent uveitis. We're fortunate that the kind of cataracts that we see most often in horses are related to pre-existing eye disease. They're not just spontaneous genetic cataracts. So because they are most likely related to equine recurrent uveitis, there's no specific age at which we be that we most commonly see cataracts. The other good news is that the other although cataracts secondary to equine recurrent uveitis can be blinding, genetic cataracts in horses are often not blinding. So we may see little tiny punctate cataracts that don't actually ever cause the horse to lose a significant amount of vision. So that's good news. Okay. We have a question from Sandy in Wisconsin, and she had a question about tear ducts and whether or not you can rebuild the tear duct in a horse that has a damaged or non-existent tear duct. Yeah, we definitely can do that. We've got all kinds of interesting ways of creating new tear ducts. Usually horses have to live with a little sort of stent or catheter in the newly created tear duct for several weeks after we create that. But yeah, there are a number of procedures available that can help reestablish normal tear drainage and help horses that have problems with tear overflow onto their faces. We are going to go ahead and move into our miscellaneous questions. We have about seven minutes uh, left. Um, So let's uh, go to our first miscellaneous question, and that's from Mickey in Chicago who wants to know, um, she said that she's seen horses with blue spots in their eyes, and I actually have one of these out in my paddock. Um, She wants to know what this means when a horse has a blue chip or spot in their eye. So I'm assuming that Mickey's asking about a blue spot on the iris, on the inside of the eye. And it's just a variation in the color of the iris, just the way they can have variation in coat colors. We tend to see that more often in Appaloosas, your paints, and occasionally your color dilute horses like Cremellos as well. But just the way that they've got spots on their coat, oftentimes they'll have spots in their eye as well. And mine is a quarter horse with a big white blaze and a partially Ah, blue eye. Um, Cool. Do we know what causes that? Just the same sort of genetic variation that creates different coat color patterns also creates different eye color patterns. Now, you know what's really cool about those horses is when you look inside of their eye, normally the back of a horse's eye is green and brown, these spotted horses will have incredible variations of spots of color, like this beautiful salmon pink, sometimes kind of a gold or a purple color. And those spots in the back of the eye tend to correlate with the spots that they have in their coat as well. Isn't that cool? That is. Yeah, mine, um, being a little quarter horse when he was born, he surprised us with that blue eye. We thought something was wrong, but <laughs> it ended up... Did you wonder um, who his daddy was, right? <laughs> we're like, yeah, who... <laughs> There were lots of stallions there. No, I think it's really beautiful. Um, But so our next question is from Kathy and she's in Ohio and she says that she's heard that carrots are good for human eyes. And I'm thinking she means eating carrots. Um, Is the same true for our horses? You know, all the horses out there that are listening tonight are going to be so happy to hear this answer. Yes, you betcha carrots are good for horses eyes. 
Carrots are good for everybody's eyes. The cells in your retina, those rods and cones that we talked about at the beginning of the broadcast, are very dependent on beta carotene for normal function. And carrots are a great source of beta carotene. So you betcha, go on out there, feed your horse some extra carrots tomorrow, and know you're doing good for their eyes. Okay. Uh, we have a question from Pam in Los Angeles. And Pam has a Pinto Arabian cross. And she wants to know if the white coloring that is encircling the horse's brown eye uh, will be permanent. The the filly is nine months old, or will the horse um, end up with a more normal looking solid brown eye? By nine months of age, the most horses have achieved their sort of final iris color. So it's unlikely that it would change after this point. When foals or baby foals are first born for the first month or so, their irises kind of have a bluish brown look to them. But by nine months, that's pretty much going to be her final color. So I'd be very surprised if it ever changed to a different color. We have a question from our live audience. Uh, Lisa is in Pennsylvania, and she says that she has an Appaloosa who is going blind quickly, and he's only 13 years old. She wants to know if she needs to have him put down. She said she had planned on letting him retire and just be a horse. Is this a cruel option for him? You know, I'm really glad that she brought that up. I'm sorry to hear that your horse is losing vision. But if it's a horse with the right kind of temperament and you have safe housing and experienced people who can handle the horse, no. Losing vision is not necessarily a reason that a horse has to be put down. We, we need to be careful when we're working around horses that have limited vision. But that's not necessarily a reason that a horse would have to be euthanized, no. Our uh, last question from, for the evening is from Gray in Pennsylvania. And Gray says that uh, he has a horse that had his eye taken out. He's wondering if rubbing the eye socket feels good for the horse or is the horse feeling pain from that? Oh, that's a great question, Gray. You're definitely not hurting your horse by itching that spot. And... If the skin sinks in there a little bit, sometimes it can create, they can accumulate a little bit of dust. So it's important to keep that skin nice and clean. And just like horses like getting scratched almost everywhere else on their body, chances are he likes being rubbed there as well. So you don't have to worry about hurting him. You're not hurting him one single bit. Well, Dr. LaBelle, we've appreciated you spending the last hour with us and answering all these great questions from our audience. Um, I want to ask before we close for the evening, is there one really important takeaway that you would like our audience to have from, from this evening's discussion? You know, we got some really great questions out there. It sounds like people are out there taking really great care of their horses. I think the most important thing for people to have learned tonight is that when you think your horse has an eye problem, because they're showing you one of the four classic signs, squinting, cloudiness of the surface of the eye, redness of the eye, or increased discharge, you need to call a veterinarian and have a veterinarian examine that horse because it could be something serious that needs medical attention. Well, as we end tonight, I want to thank everyone who's listening live and everyone who is listening to the archive in the future. Also, thank you to everyone for sending in such great questions for Dr. LaBelle to answer. Um, if you want to listen again, we will have this event archived on thehorse.com. We also have 
thousands of resources on the horse. If you go in, you search for I, there's lots of great information that we have. Uh, also talk to your vet if you have any specific questions about your, your horses. Thank you to Exclusively Equine for sponsoring tonight's event, and I hope everyone can join us next month. Good night.